Welcome to the Faith Driven Entrepreneur Podcast. If you're an entrepreneur driven by your faith or want to be driven by your faith, then you're in the right place. The best way to stay connected is to sign up for our monthly newsletter at faithdrivenentrepreneur.org. This podcast doesn't exist without you, our community. One of the things that the community has asked us for is helping connecting them with like-minded faith-driven investors. We're in the process of launching Marketplace, a new platform to present your venture and connect with like-minded investors that are serious about honoring God as you are. Everything from philanthropic to market rate deals, from here in the U.S. to emerging markets. Check it out at faithdriveninvestor.org forward slash marketplace. While you're there, please send us any thoughts you have about how this podcast might better serve you or any questions you might have about being a faith-driven entrepreneur. Welcome back, everyone, to the Faith Driven Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Rusty. Hey, you know, when we think of CEOs and bosses, we often think of strong, confident, and somewhat removed people. There's this conception that authority requires strength and confidence, which is absolutely does. The problem with that attitude is that vulnerability doesn't fit into that idea of a leader. Well, Andy Crouch, he sees this differently. You're about to hear the talk he gave at our recent Faith Driven Entrepreneur Conference about the relationship between authority and vulnerability and how a redemptive life happens at the intersection of these two characteristics. I'll let Andy take it from here. I want to talk about one of the most fundamental dramas of our life uh, as human beings and maybe more particularly as leaders and entrepreneurs, and even more particularly when we're in the midst of crisis. And this, is the, this drama is the tension and in some ways the paradox uh, of authority and vulnerability. So these are two fundamental features of being human. Uh, I think human beings have more authority than any other creature and also more vulnerability than any other creature. And define authority not just as uh, a title or a position of power, uh, but any time that you have capacity for meaningful action, uh, any time that what you do makes a difference and, and matters in the world to you and to others, that's when you have authority. And then vulnerability. Uh, think of vulnerability not just as emotional openness or transparency, uh, but more broadly as exposure to meaningful risk, that you're vulnerable whenever something that you care about a lot is at stake and could be lost. And a lot of the time we kind of think as if these are opposites, that I either have authority or I have, a vul I have vulnerability. But I've actually come to believe that there's this paradox that they actually go together at the moments of greatest flourishing in our lives. Uh, there's something about these two things together at the same time. When I both have the capacity to act and I also really meaningfully feel that something's at risk, that actually is part of my peak experiences. And in some ways, this is entrepreneurship uh, at its best. Uh, we're trying to act meaningfully in the world. We're taking big risks. And when it uh, goes well, which is not every day, uh, we really feel like we are living, right? And I actually think that's because we were meant to have these things together. I actually think we were created by God to have more authority than any creature and more vulnerability than any creature. So the path to flourishing is to live these two at the same time. And uh, I like two by twos. So I've, I've set up a little two by two of these two. And we, we all, always want to be up and to the right, right? So flourishing is up and to the right. High authority and high vulnerability is where you want to be. Now, there are three other corners. And let's think about the, the kind of total opposite in a way. That would be low authority, low vulnerability. And I would call this safety. 
that when you're safe, you're not being asked to act meaningfully or otherwise, and you're, you don't feel like there's any risk. And the interesting thing is that this is where every healthy human life begins. To the extent that your parents could make it so, uh, or whoever played the role of parents in your life when you were a baby, they limited your authority. They did not give you a lot of capacity to act, nor did you have a whole lot. And they really limited your exposure to risk, right? And I think about my own daughter who, when she was small, we would wrap her up in you know a blanket and hold her very tightly. And she felt very safe and held and also not really needing to act. But then that same daughter walked to kindergarten about four blocks away from our house. And then she got on the bus to middle school. And at each point, I as a parent am watching her vulnerability increase, but also her capacity to act in the world. And just a couple of weeks ago, she got in a car and drove off to her college town. And I can tell you that is high vulnerability for me as a dad, for her. And yet it's exactly where I want her to be because the healthy path of human life is from safety to flourishing. We need to start out knowing we're loved and known and held in a way. But the goal is to move out. The goal is to move up uh, and to take more risk and also take more authority in the world. And this is the way every he uh, healthy human life is and in a way the way every life should be. But of course, these are not the only options. So let's think about the other two corners. Let's think about this lower right. Vulnerability without authority. Oh my gosh, we have all experienced that in 2020. Uh, what is a lockdown? if not being totally at risk, like you're so aware there's this respiratory virus out there, it's, it may get you or people that you love, it's, it's cratering the economy around you. And you are lying awake at night thinking about all the vulnerabilities you have, all the risks that you're bearing, and you have no capacity to act. You may not even be allowed to um, leave your home except for essential activities. So this is what I would call suffering. And it's very vivid to us in 2020, but it's a big part of human life. And long before the coronavirus came along, every one of us had had moments when we had lived down and to the right. And many, probably a billion people around the world, in some ways, have never known anything but this corner. And when you're there, you start dreaming about the other corner. You start dreaming about authority without vulnerability, being able to uh, act meaningfully, but having no risk. And I think the word for this is control. And the quest for control is the quest to be able to act without risk, to have authority without vulnerability. And we especially start to kind of dream about it and seek it and run to it when we feel like we are in suffering. And this especially happens in crisis. We look for what are our levers of control? How can we regain a, a sense of lower risk and a sense of greater capacity to act? But I will tell you, I don't think the world is set up for us to have control. It's not designed for control. This is not what we were designed for as human beings. And in a mysterious way that I'm not going to be able to talk about at length uh, this time around, I actually think the quest for control, authority without vulnerability, for one thing, it often ends up that we end up putting other people in the position of vulnerability without authority in order to get our sense of control. And in the long run, you can have it for a fleeting moment, but you can't keep it. And the quest for control actually often leads us back uh, to that lower right corner that we were trying to avoid. We really want to be up and to the right. And this, in a way, is the first prescription for leadership, you might say, because really what we're going to need to do 
is help people who are in those other three corners. And, and the folks that we are leading, the, uh, whether it's our team members or uh, any community that you're leading, this is also true if you're part of a family, uh, there's times when people are really in the control corner and need to be helped to move uh, to the right. There are times when people are really in the suffering corner and need to be given more authority. It's not so much that they need their vulnerability taken away. They need the capacity to act in the midst of their vulnerability. And then there are people who are in safety who need to be invited into flourishing. And this is kind of the picture of what I would call creative leadership. Uh, and it actually corresponds to the three roles of leadership, the three so-called offices of leadership in the, in the Old Testament, which were prophet, priest, and king. And the prophet is the one who goes to those who are seeking control, who are seeking authority without vulnerability, and says, no, you need to take the proper risks and be dependent on God rather than dependent on the things that give you a sense of control. The prophet go, And then the priest, uh, the priest goes to those who are vulnerable, in a sense, who don't have the authority even to stand before God because they're so conscious of their sin and their smallness. And says, I'm going to give you a way to stand up and, and present your prayer and your offering to God and know that it will be heard. I'm going to give you a, the authority uh, to be in the presence of God. And you can think of the priestly role as any time we meet people when they're in suffering and give them the authority to meet their suffering. And then the king, in a way, was meant to live this flourishing life and call all the people around him uh, into this kind of fullness of life. Uh, so this is leadership in some ways on the best days. We play these three roles in other people's lives, and we ourselves need people playing these roles in our lives as well. But I want to talk a little more about this control corner, because uh, I just want to say, <laughs> uh, we all really want it. And I think one of the really mysterious dynamics of entrepreneurship is that even though our best days are up and to the right, there's something about all of us that slides to the left. We, we try to minimize risk. And this actually often especially happens to people who become successful. And the more successful you become, the more people kind of gather around you and start explaining to you how to take risk off the table, how to kind of minimize your vulnerability. And you yourself want that. And maybe the deeper truth is that everyone in the system wants you to have it as well your employees, your customers, your investors, what they really want to hear from you is I'm in control. They don't necessarily want to hear about your vulnerability. And in fact, you can't really tell them the fullness of your vulnerability because in some ways the drama of leadership is what I would call hidden vulnerability. Hidden in the sense that you can really be living over to the right. That is, you're living with the authority you've been given in your role and in your calling, but you also are super aware of all kinds of risks but you're not able to fully disclose them to maybe anyone else in the system. And so other people see you, see us as having a great deal of control, even though we're incredibly aware of our vulnerability. And this tension is extremely painful. It's, it's what I sometimes call the drama of leadership, is knowing how much vulnerability is present for me and those I'm leading and not being able to really disclose it. And this really feeds what I would call burnout, and in burnout, this tension gets so strong that where do we go? We just try to go back to safety, except at this point, I just call it withdrawal. I think I experienced this in at some of the moments of the pandemic. I, I was sleeping more than I ever have. And what am I doing when I'm just like trying to retreat into sleep? I'm trying to just get away from the need to act and also get away from my risks. But actually, if we let ourselves go there uh, in the depths of burnout, we ourselves and everyone around us end up in suffering. 
how can we break this cycle? Um, two thoughts. One, you really need friends. You need friends who are not in the system, uh, not in your company, not in your venture, who you can just speak honestly with about the hidden vulnerability that you and your company or your venture bear. And then there's one more thing, uh, and it's kind of the most mysterious move in this whole chart. There is a right time and a place and an incredible power in the move down from the upper right. That is, uh, at moments when you actually are flourishing, when you have a lot of authority, actually emptying yourself of that authority, but keeping all the vulnerability and entering voluntarily into suffering. And I think the word for this is sacrifice. And this is the heart of what we believe is the most transformative act in human history. When the person who was all flourishing, he, he lived with great authority, and yet he was a human being just like us with all of our vulnerabilities, emptied himself of authority, became like a servant, like a slave, emptied himself even to the point of death on a cross. And yet after that act of sacrifice, God exalted him, raised him to have the name that's above every other name. And what happens in that exaltation? I think somehow it breaks the power of the quest to be invulnerable. It breaks the power in a way of the, the left side of this graph. And we end up just living this kind of life where we're continually at the right moment in the right ways, emptying ourselves of authority, but finding that it is mysteriously by the grace and power of God restored to us and to those we love in ways we never could have imagined. I would call this in a way the redemptive life. And the redemptive life, this life that has nothing to do with being safe or in control, I think is the life we're called to live in the midst of crisis and in many ways every day of our lives. Thanks so much for joining us on today's show. We hope you enjoyed it. We are very grateful for the opportunity to serve you, the larger faith-driven entrepreneur community, and we want to stay connected. The best way for you to do that is to sign up for our monthly newsletter at faithdrivenentrepreneur.org. And while you're there, we want to hear from you. We derive great joy from interacting with many of you, and it's been very rewarding to see people come to the site and listen to the podcast now from more than over 100 countries. But it's even more important to us that you feel like this is your show and that you'll help make it something that best equips you on your entrepreneurial journey, one that you're proud of and one that you're going to share with others. Hey, this podcast wouldn't be possible without the help from many of our friends, executive producer Justin Foreman and program director Johnny Wills. Music is by Carl Kegwell. You can see and hear more of his work at summerdregs.com. Audio and editing by Richard Barley of Cornerstone Church in San Francisco. Thank you.